Hi, friends. Welcome back. And for those of you that haven't been here before, welcome. My name is Christy. I am, I guess, <laughs> the host of Awaken the Extraordinary, the podcast. And um, if you haven't joined before, I mean, I'm not surprised. This is only the second episode. Um, I guess third, if you count the trailer, but that doesn't really count. Um, but let me give you a brief intro as to what Awaken the Extraordinary is. So I don't have like all the fancy production stuff figured out. So this is what you're getting. You're getting me and a microphone and that's pretty much it. Uh, I mean, I do have a, a strawberry margarita next to me, so you're getting that too. But, um, Awaken the Extraordinary is really for me a movement. It's something that I think of every day to help me awaken to the extraordinary that is within me. And also, as a result, awaken to the extraordinary of the world that I live in. And this idea really originated from being tired of experiencing Groundhog Day over and over and feeling like the weight of the world just really bogged me down and I lost sight of who I was and what made me special and what made me unique. And really that was preventing me from making my unique mark and impact on the world. And I knew that if I was feeling this way, out of all the people in the world, I couldn't be the only person feeling that way. And this idea was born. I think we all need to awaken to the extraordinary that is within each of us so that we can take that light that's within ourselves and help shine that on other people and make the world a better place. I really love that I'm trying to be super insightful and emotional and my crazy freaking dog is barking in the background. <laughs> like, this is, this is real life. I knew it. I knew as soon as I let her inside, I let her inside and I said, okay, don't make me regret bringing you inside. And our dogs are indoor dogs, but she was outside and I was going to leave her outside because I left her outside for the first podcast. She's quiet now. But if you hear like a pause and then me just kind of I don't know, absentmindedly picking up, I hope where I left off it's, it's because of her, her name is Penny. She is a lab mix. She is eight years old and, uh, our relationship, if, if Facebook still did this, I don't even know because I'm not on Facebook that much, but you know, that the whole, like it's complicated status, that would be my relationship with Penny. And I'm sure over time, as we get to know each other, you will get to know why it's complicated, but, um, <clears throat> It's complicated. I think Avril Levine would be proud. So anyway, thanks to Penny. I got a little off topic. Um, I'll blame it on her and not the margarita. 
but um, yeah, Awaken the Extraordinary is really just, oh my gosh, she is driving me crazy. (laughs) Awaken the Extraordinary is really just awakening to that, which is extraordinary within yourself. Looking at what makes the world extraordinary and kind of piecing those two things together to make the world an even more magical, beautiful place. Because I think if we all take a look at it, it's kind of sort of needed right now. And I think in our lifetimes, probably now more than ever. So that is, that was supposed to be my short intro. It's not so short. I get it. Um, but anyway, again, if you are new to me and the podcast, thank you for being here. Welcome. And if you have returned, thank you. I really do appreciate it. Um, this episode, I really just want to focus on joy and fun. Um, I don't put a lot of thought into what I'm going to talk about. And this has been true for my Instagram since I started that back in February. Um, And it's not to say that I take this lightly, but I am a very heart led person. I take inspired action and um, I kind of let life show me where a particular focus should be. So Halloween just took place and um, I was working on my costume. Um, A little bit about me. I, I am not a cosplay person. If I knew how to sew, I absolutely would be. Um, But I love the creative element of dressing up. I love themes. I mean, my favorite thing that I ever did for my husband was host a lip sync battle party. And I used to do, um, like the, the races that Disneyland used to have the run Disney races. So it was like a 5k on Friday, a 10k on Saturday and a half marathon on Sunday. And they always had themes. And that was so much of what I loved about those races before they took them away. And, um, I really hope that one day they bring them back but I think by that time we will be moved out of state and it won't really matter. Anyway, my favorite part of the race, aside from just the community of people and how amazing they were and just the magical element that you felt when you were at Disneyland and, you know, the expo, it was just different than, you know, another race like rock and roll marathon, but the thing that I loved the most was coming up with costume ideas. And I think, um, my favorite was Nana from Peter Pan. Um, so I had a friend help me with the ears and the tail, um, and like the little doily thing on the head. Um, but that was so fun because I'd never seen anyone be Nana before. And the theme for that race was Tinkerbell. It was the Tinkerbell half marathon. And so, um, you know, I always tried to dress up as a character from whatever the theme was. Um, I think the one that has the most sentimental value for me is, um, I was seven months pregnant and I, I did the 10 K on Saturday and the half marathon on Sunday. And the theme for that weekend was Pixar and, 
before the 10 K I, <laughs> I had a belly. So I, I outlined my belly and I painted, um, Mike from monsters Inc on, on a tank top. And, uh, my son joined me in that race and the half marathon the next day. And it's really cool to look back at those pictures and think, wow, I was, I was seven months pregnant and it was hot. Like at 5.00 AM, it was 80 degrees. So the races usually started at 5.30 in the morning. And, um, that weekend they started them at five because the half an hour made a huge difference. But I suppose if you were, um, starting the race later in, you know, some of the corrals a little bit further back, um, it, it did make a difference, you know, but it, it, I mean, it made a difference for me in those races because I was much slower. Um, but it's just so fun to look at those pictures and go, yeah, like my kids in my belly. And that, that was his little costume. And then I think, um, the other one that I really loved was, uh, again, for Tinkerbell and I was Neverland, And so I believe if memory serves correctly and the margarita hasn't gotten to me too much, I'm just joking. I seriously haven't drank that much. Um, Neverland is the second start of the right. So I had a camel back and we made a huge star on my back and then used some wire and, um, I think attached it to the left so that Neverland was the second start of the right. And that was really cool too. Um, my husband is key in the technical aspect in terms of like executing some of these ideas like that. I had the idea, but I'm like, I don't want to do it. You can do it. And so he did it. So all of this to circle back to Halloween and, um, I was making my costume. So if, you've seen my stories or posts on Instagram. Um, I was Charlie Brown, the, the ghost that he went as in it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. So, you know, it had the holes all over the place. And, uh, I FaceTimed my father because I just was curious to see if he could figure out what I was. And he actually knew. So I was surprised. Um, and my sister who also lives where they live had commented and said, yeah, I just, I forgot it was Halloween. You know, you don't, you don't really think about it being Halloween when you don't have kids. And so she, you know, she does have a kid. Her, her daughter is, um, almost 24. And so when she said that, I just instantly responded and I said, I didn't have kids for almost 40 years and I never forgot it was Halloween. And so my dad said, well, that's because you're just a big kid. And I said, yeah, I am. And, um, it was interesting to me that I didn't take offense to that, but I guess it's really not that interesting because I do consider myself a really big kid. Um, and I guess if I have to articulate why, I would guess that it's because I feel like there's a part of me that is really in tune with my inner child. And I don't know why that is. I think that maybe. I didn't have 
the easiest childhood. If you compare it to others, it was probably better than some and absolutely worse than other people and what they experienced as children. But I don't feel like it's fair to compare what makes things hard for us. They're just hard. And our experience is our experience. And it's valid. And I remember being such a spirited child. I remember being so joyful and just so full of like excitement and hope. And when I look at my son, I see all of that. And really, when you look at most children, you see, you see the joy, you see the wonder, you see the excitement, you see the hope. Like we were at a pumpkin patch not that long ago. I can't, I can't even tell you how many times we have been to the local pumpkin patch. And seeing my kid go down that inflatable slide and seeing how exuberant he was and just the joy and the happiness and the glee and whatever other adjectives you want to plug in there, like seeing all of that on his face. My heart grew like the Grinches, you know? And it made me so happy to see that. And um, I will probably reference friends in every single episode, but I am like Chandler. I am very sarcastic at times. And there's always like a dry piece to my humor. And so I watched my son come down that slide and just seeing that, that joyful exuberance on his face and just how excited he was. I looked at my husband and I said, you see that? And he said, yeah. And I said, that's who I used to be before my parents got a hold of me. And I kind of dryly laughed. But inside, as I said it, my heart knew I wasn't joking. And over time, I'm sure you'll, you'll learn some of why I said what I said. But watching my son and feeling what I felt watching him and just feeling that I I can't even say that it's pride. It's just being so happy 
to see someone I love be so happy. It just reminded me of what I feel like was stolen from me as a kid. And I never want to do that to my son. And again, <laughs> going back to friends, you know, there's a, there's that episode where, you know, Monica and Chandler realize they can't have kids. And he says, you know, I, I want to have a kid with you and I'm looking forward to having a kid and screwing them up in our own special way. <laughs> And it makes me laugh because it's true. Um, I know that there is going to be some way that um, I'm not the mom my son needs, you know? I mean, maybe I'm going to be more like the smother in the Goldbergs. Um, If you have not watched that show... And you are a child of the eighties. You need to watch it. If you love like pop culture and hideous sweaters, (laughs) you need to check it out. But the mom is, oh my gosh. I'm just like, how is this guy in therapy? Like the creator of the show, because it's based on his life. I'm like, is this, has this kid gone to therapy? Because his mom is so well-intentioned, but does not know what a boundary is. I do. But, um, when I think like, okay, well, if my son were to go in therapy, like later, like this would probably be it. I would probably be a bit of a smother. Um, but anyway, see if you're listening like this, my husband, my husband gets to deal with this like all the time. Like sometimes he's a saint. Um, but I know that I know that I am not going to be a perfect mom to my son, but I want him to retain that, that wonder and that joy and that, that carefree element, you know, that, that freedom that just comes with being a kid. Like, I want to help him hold on to that for as long as he can. Because I, I think about it and I'm just like, when do we stop being kids? Like when that is what I described to me is the magical part of being a child. There's this, um, there's this video that we came across on YouTube. I, I was showing him the video of the fairy. I don't know what it's called, but it's the fairy that was on America's funniest home videos. And the little girl is demonstrating how she works and she flies into the fire and it's hilarious. And it's so sad. And there's actually a follow-up that the family made, which was like a memorial service for the fairy. But in looking for that video, there's a video of a little kid who lost his tooth for the first time. And the dad made a video 
for the kid. Like they set up all of these cameras in the bedroom and the dad made a video. I'm assuming it was the dad, um, made a video for his child. And when they rewatched the footage from the next day, supposedly rewatched the footage, there was a tooth fairy like coming in through the window and lifting the pillow up. And I don't know how they lifted up the pillow. Like, obviously this person does this for a living because I'm like, how did they do that to my husband? You know, but lifting up the pillow and and snatching the, the tooth from under the pillow and putting this, this really cool little trinket with a crystal inside. And, and then, you know, the video is the son and his little sister, who's so adorable, like watching the video. And at the end, there's something that says, you know, children grow up so fast, but not too fast. You know, if, if basically we can help them keep that, that childhood wonderment, I guess, I don't even know if that's a word, um, but they don't have to grow up too fast. And there's something about that that just makes my heart ache every time I see it. And I think like, when do we lose that? Like there's a, I feel like for most of us, there's a point in our life where we do a somersault for the last time. We do a cartwheel for the last time. We play on the swings or we go down a slide or we traverse across the monkey bars for the last time, unless you do obstacle course races. (laughs) And we do them for the last time and we don't realize that we're doing them for the last time. And I realized a part of this when, um, I participated in like a scavenger hunt type race, um, hosted by roadrunner sports years and years ago. And it was with a group of girls that I was, um, doing Spartan races with. And one of the, you know, local stores that we went to, like the challenge that you had to do to get the next clue was to do a cartwheel. And I was like, a do a what? And I was 31 ish. I'm like, do, do a cartwheel. Like I literally can't remember the last time I did a cartwheel. If you ask me now, it was like probably two weeks ago, but I was like, holy crap. Are you serious? Like I'm going to fall and I'm going to break my head and it's going to split open on the concrete. And, but there was something in me that was like, when did I stop doing that? And when I think about that now, you know, like, when do you, when do you stop doing those things that really, that you really like associate with childhood? And it's what I came up with is it's like, when you feel like you've kind of made that transition into adulthood, but why? Like I told my husband, I'm like, why don't they make playgrounds for adults? Because, and this, this might sound totally silly to you and that's fine. 
I actually pulled a card right before I did this that says my greatest experience of freedom comes when I let go of what others think of me. So if you think I'm like off my rocker here, that's fine. But I told my husband, I'm like, why did they stop making playgrounds for adults? Like, or why did they stop? Why didn't they continue? Like, can you imagine going to like a university and they have a playground? But what if they did? Like, who decided that when you become an adult, what was maybe fun for you four years prior shouldn't be fun anymore. Like who decided that? Because I can tell you when I go to playgrounds with my kid, I'm on the swings with him. I haven't worked up to like doing the flip off the swing that I used to do when I was a kid, but I will like jump off of it. I try not to do it like too high because I don't want to set a bad example for my kid and potentially set myself up for disaster. Um, But I'm on the swing. I'm going down the slide. I'm climbing up things. I'm going across the monkey bars with him. Like I am a kid with him. And I love it. I love that my son is seeing a side of me that I never got to see with my parents. And I don't know why, you know, I I think my mom was extremely self-conscious and anything that remotely looked like play, she wasn't going to do it. I don't remember much about interacting with my dad when I was really young. But it's interesting because like when I go to the playground with my kid, yeah, I mean, he's not quite four. I really am the only parent playing with my kid in that way. And I do wonder why, Um, you know, it's not like if there's a bunch of kids there, I'm climbing on the, the play equipment, you know, but if there's a couple of parents there. I'll do that with him because I want to interact with him in that way. And, and I know that we're all different, but there is a part of me that's like, why aren't you doing this? Like, is it, is it because you don't, you you know, like you don't think you should, I, I don't, I don't, and I don't know. It's just, just a question. I went to a wedding, um, back in September and it was at a, you know, a fancy church. And I knew that my son, my husband was in the wedding and I knew that my son was not going to sit still through the ceremony, which was going to be an hour long. Um, we got through about half, not without some, uh, just, you know, struggle, I guess. And then, um, just like this, just, this is too much work. Like I'm going to head outside in my four inch heels and my nice dress. And, uh, we're going to try to figure out something to do. So fortunately there was, um, a little area with, you know, these brass, I think it was brass. 
doesn't really matter. Um, these like, you know, figurines that kids could kind of climb on. And when a gentleman sent me that way, there was another mom there with her two boys. And, uh, you know, they were running around. And so she said, I'm just really thankful, you know, for, for this space where our kids can run around because she was also a guest at the wedding. And she's like, it's just too hard for my kids to be here. And I said, yeah, I, I knew going in that my kid was, he was not going to be in that, sit there in that ceremony for an hour, you know? So, um, my son was asking for me to play with him, you know, like, he's like, mommy, chase me, chase me. And he never asked my husband to do that, by the way, it's always me, but he was just, you know, like mommy chase me. So I took off my shoes, which like, I was totally fine with that because since March of last year, I don't really wear heels. I wear vans and flip-flops and just bought my doc Martens that I'm super stoked about. Um, and, uh, I took off my shoes and I ran around and I was throwing fireballs and dodging, I don't know, things of ice. Um, and then this woman's two boys started running around and wanting to play with me too. And so I was thinking, I'm like, this kind of must look a little silly. You know, like here's this woman in her forties in a nice dress and barefoot running around this playground, chasing after these three kids. And then the mom was just standing there. And I was like, I don't know if she feels weird that I'm playing with her kids. Um, but this is me and this is who I am. And I play and I have fun and she's not saying anything. So I'm just going to keep playing with her kids. And I did. And, you know, I, I commented on that to my husband and I said, you know, like, I feel like, I feel like I should be a, a certain way as a nearly 44 year old woman. And I'm just not, I'm. I guess, like I said, super in touch with my inner child, because I like to play. I like to have fun. I like those moments where you can be carefree and life is heavy. You know, the past year and a half life has been so hard for all of us in so many ways that are similar in so many ways that are different. And when my dad made that comment to me yesterday, because Halloween was yesterday for me, um, for you too, I'm just recording this and I'll post it. <laughs> but, um, when he made that comment to me yesterday, I was like, yeah, I am a big kid. And you know what? I'm good with that. I told, I jokingly responded and said, because that means when I look, when, when I'm 80, I'm going to look 75. Um, I love that youthful spirit about myself. 
And it really hurts me to see people who don't make time to have fun, who don't feel comfortable to just be themselves and be carefree and reconnect with that kid that they used to be because that kid is in there. There's that um, gummy bear commercial where you have like all of these executives, you know, sitting around a boardroom and they're talking about the gummy bears and what they like about the gummy bears, but the voices that come out are supposed to be of them as children. Excuse me. And I love that because what they're saying, you know, they're just like, they're squishy and gooey and I think it's adorable. And I think it's really smart marketing. Um, Who says that when we grow up, right? Like we reach, we reach the age of 18 or 21 or 30 or 40 or, you know, like who says when we grow up, like we have to stop having fun. Who says that when you reach a certain age, you can't play on the swings anymore. Who says when you're a certain age, you can't be doing like cartwheels and round offs and somersaults. I mean, they're granted, they're not as easy. Um, I won't attempt a backward somersault. Like I'm just afraid of breaking my neck, but And honestly, when I tried to do a somersault, like I was nervous about that too, (laughs) but I love that I do that stuff. And maybe that makes me look ridiculous. And I don't care because I want to have fun and I want to show my son that you can have fun and you can be carefree, even if it feels like at times the weight of the world is on your freaking shoulders. You still have the right to have fun and be you. I live my whole life. Watching adults just be miserable. I see so many people every day who have just lost touch with who they, who they were and who they really are because they try so hard to conform to what someone thinks they should be. They try so hard to conform to what their employer wants them to be or what someone in their family wants them to be. And in doing that, I feel like they lose sight of them and what makes them special and what makes them unique and what brings them joy and what's just fun for no reason other than it's just freaking fun. I love to color. I love to color. I loved to color as a kid. I wasn't great. There was this kid 
my husband jokingly refers to him as my arch nemesis because we were so competitive in elementary school. He went on to Stanford. I went to community college. <laughs> um, but that's okay. Like I am fine with my path, but it's just, it's just so funny. Um, and he was a, an amazing artist and I'm sure he still is. We actually connected about a year ago and I, I felt like very fortunate. Um, but he was an amazing artist and he could always color much better than me. And that was something that just really drove me crazy because I couldn't be better at him than that. But anyway, he just came to mind because I remember there was a coloring contest at a local grocery store or something. And he won. And I was just like, Arr! but anyway, um, I loved to color as a kid and I loved to color as an adult. And before they had like the adult coloring books, like I would just go to the store and buy coloring books because I love to color. And now they have like, I have a friend's coloring book. I have a frozen coloring book. We have a star Wars coloring book. And it's like now like actual therapy because you're focusing on something and you're being creative and it's, it's relaxing and it's enjoyable. And for me, I'm just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like you're doing something that's enjoyable and it's, fun and it's relaxing and it's beneficial to you. I don't know what happened to just having fun for the sake of having fun. You know, even thinking about like coloring and it being therapy, like that's great. But I feel like so many people have lost touch with who they were as kids, what they enjoyed doing as kids, what they probably enjoyed doing now, if they just gave themselves the freedom and the space to be that joyful kid again. I'm so thankful for my son for so many reasons. And in watching him enjoy so much, I don't take it for granted at all. And when I look at him and he's just feeling so much joy and so much happiness, I wonder if my parents ever looked at me like that. And so when my dad said what he said yesterday, I was like, you're right. If me being happy and joyful and excited about things and just having fun for the sake of having fun and being carefree and to some degree, not really giving a shit what people think about me when they see me just having fun, then you're right. I am a big kid. We went to SeaWorld uh, for this trick-or-treating thing. And um, they had a DJ. <laughs> and, uh, we started walking by. And they started playing the Cupid Shuffle. 
And I look at my husband because my husband knows that is one of my jams that comes on. It's like, here, hold my beer. I'm going to go dance. And, uh, I looked at him because we were headed off to somewhere else, you know, my son's there and my in-laws and I look at him and he's like, you know, I think I actually no. Did I still have my beer? I don't know. I had something in my hand though. And, um, he just put out his hand. He's like, go ahead. And so I go. And I think the only two adults that were in that group were like actually part of the sea world staff. And then there was me and a bunch of kids. And I didn't care. I, I had like, I had so much fun and it's just like the, the joy that just comes from that for me. Like, it's just, it's indescribable. Like I feel elated and joyful. And I was like, there's gotta, like, there's gotta be other adults here that know this dance, you know? And there were a couple little girls who I think were kind of watching me. Um, but I was out there for no reason than just because I freaking enjoyed it. And I didn't give a shit what anybody thought. I didn't. Apparently my son was on my husband's shoulders though. It was like, stop, stop. He doesn't like it when I sing and he doesn't like him when I dance, but I had fun. And like, you know, if we're talking about like your vibration and how you're resonating. That was like an instant mood booster for me. So it's like when you are doing something fun and enjoyable and something that just lights you up just because the energy that you are putting out into the world, because you are feeling good, like it's amplified because other people are feeding off of that energy. And when you're feeling good, it shows when you're happy if people pay attention and a lot of times, even if they don't, they feel it. So why not have more fun? Why not take life less seriously when you can, because life is freaking heavy right now. There is so, there is so much going on and so much to think about and so many people at each other's throats all the freaking time. And now we have social media, we have the internet, we have all of these things that are telling us about everything going on in all of these different parts in the world. And our mind is just like blown and exhausted. And we're emotionally drained. We're physically drained. We're like every sort of freaking drained you can be. So imagine if you just found something that you enjoyed to do, that you had fun doing. Just because it's not like, oh, well, yeah, I, I just, I, I need to improve my skill level at this, or there's all of these like adult leagues. Like, so I don't know if it's like a national thing, but here in San Diego, we have this thing called Vavi and Vavi has like kickball and dodgeball and baseball. And, you know, all of these events, like they have bowling. Like I actually joined them for like a marathon training group. That's a different kind of fun. I don't know that I consider it fun, but that was, it was like a thing. It it was a huge sense of accomplishment for me, but they have all these things that are just fun because they're fun and it's for adults because I think as adults, we need to learn how to have fun again. We need to 
give ourselves permission to reconnect with that kid inside of us, because I promise you that kid is still there. And that kid deserves to feel good. And you as the adult version of yourself, you, you deserve that too. It's not even just deserving. Like that's just, that's your right as a human to have fun and enjoy life and have those moments where you just feel free. Or if someone looks at you, they see joy, they see happiness. I was dating a person who very unexpectedly passed away last September. And, um, my life was not great when I was dating him, not because of him, but my life was just hard. And I remember we went out one night and we went dancing and he told me, he's like, you exude so much joy. And he said, for the average person, they wouldn't be able to do what you're doing right now. And that's one of the biggest compliments I feel like I've ever received because it, it was someone that I cared about acknowledging something about myself that I love and I appreciate because under all underneath all the shit that life at that time I felt handed me and I didn't know how to process things but underneath all that shit I was still that same joyful exuberant person that's just my spirit And so to have someone I care about, I cared about, see that in me and acknowledge that, it was amazing. Like I said, life gets really heavy, you know? I think none of our lives are the way they were two years ago. And there's so much about our life that, and our world that can weigh us down. And that joy that we once felt so easily. It's hard to tap into. But it's there. I promise you it's there. If you just give yourself time and space to look inward 
and get in touch with that kid. You know, they, they, <laughs> I never know who they is, right? But they say that when you determine, and I don't want to say like what you want to do when you grow up or what you want to be. I don't like that. When determining how you want to serve the world, because I do think we are all put here to serve the world in our own unique way. So much of what lights us up inside is what lit us up inside as children. And when I think back to what I loved to do as a kid, it was, it was write. It was perform. I would write little plays and perform them for my family. I would sing and dance in front of my closet doors because they had mirrors. I would do that for hours. Now I don't have closet doors that are mirrors anymore. But um, I enjoy singing and dancing. I still enjoy writing. I, I guess, love performing because I love doing the reels um, on Instagram. And it's interesting because when I look at the direction my life is going, it's utilizing all of those things that lit me up as a kid. And it makes me really sad when I, when I see people who have lost that part of themselves, I know it's so easy to do. I don't think the world we live in accepts play and fun as something that is non-negotiable, you know? Adulting comes with responsibilities. And with those responsibilities comes great pressure. Like, I don't know the character in Star Wars, but the one's like, it's a trap. I feel like that's kind of how adulthood is <laughs> to some degree. When my niece was getting older, I said, you know, Nobody ever told me this. You think when you become an adult, you have so much freedom. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want. And to some degree, you can. But there's also a side to adulthood, I think, that kind of sucks. Because depending on the choices you make, You're beholden to something. And it may not be your parents anymore, but it may be an employer or maybe a partner that's not good for you. And I didn't want to be like all like Debbie Downer, but 
I told her, I said, just appreciate this time right now because nobody ever told me that. And I don't know if it got through. I mean, she, she was a kid and that's part of being a kid too. Um, that's also kind of part of being adult. An adult can tell another adult things until they're blue in the face. And if the person isn't receptive, it doesn't matter. I think play and fun and joy, that's our birthright as human beings. And like I said, it makes me really sad and disheartened when I see people who have completely lost touch with that part of themselves. I think we need to have more fun. I think we need to play more. I think there should be playgrounds for adults. I do. And I don't know, maybe that's something that one day I'll start. I think the world would be a much more enjoyable place if we were like, you know what? It's five o'clock. Let's stop working and let's go have some fun. Maybe it's just playing video games. I don't know. But I can bet it's probably not working on like an Excel spreadsheet until all hours of the night. Maybe it's knitting. Maybe it's painting. Maybe it's doing some sort of quilt. Maybe it's fixing up an old car, like a classic car something that's just fun. We need it. Like we need it. It's been a crappy year and a half in so many ways. We need to have fun. We need to be joyful. We need to bring back that sense of wonder, that sense of magic, because it's all within us. We just need to give ourselves time and space and permission to incorporate that back into ourselves and our lives. Because like I said, when, when you're having fun, when you're, when you're in that zone, like Brittany says in the zone, want to get in the zone. When you're in that zone, your vibration rises. And when you're vibrating at that higher level, people feel it like you feel good. And then people around you, unless you're my son and you don't like my singing or dancing, they feel good. And then it's this ripple effect. So my challenge to you over this next week is to do something that's fun just for the sake of having fun. It doesn't need to make sense to anyone but you. Maybe it's singing at the top of your lungs in the car and turning your air conditioner on high with your hair blowing in the wind like you're in an 80s rock video and the wind machine is just going like crazy. Maybe that's what it is. 
because having fun, like that's going to release like all this crap that's built up inside you too. I promise you that. So like I said, my challenge to you is to find something that's just fun for no other reason than it's just fun and do it. And if you can do it every day, do it every day. And if you post it on social media, I would love for you to tag me in it. Because the world needs to see more people being happy and joyful and having fun because sometimes people need permission from other people to do that, even if they don't realize it. So if someone sees me doing the eighties hair thing in my car with my air conditioner, and they see that and they're like, that's funny. That's funny. And I don't know, maybe you decide to do it too. Awesome. There's a lot, there's a lot in life that needs to be taken seriously. Fun, fun is one of those things that needs to be taken seriously. So like I said, I would love for you to find something over the course of this next week and do it. If you do it once, it's better than not doing it at all. If you can do something fun for yourself every day, do it and share it with me. I want to hear about it. And others do too. We need to have more fun. When I see my son having a blast, it makes my heart full and it makes my heart happy. And I think in our world right now, we have a lot of people with broken hearts. And those broken hearts can be healed. It's a process, but I believe that they can be healed. And why can't it start with you? So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. When I say I, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I really do. There's so much out there vying for our time and attention and for you to have chosen to spend your time with me means the world to me. I have to go because my dog is scratching at the door, but thank you so much. You can follow me on Instagram at awaken the extraordinary. You can email me at Christy at awaken the extraordinary.com. Thank you so much for being here. And I wish you a wonderful week.